Hey, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Humans of Spring Forward. This is something we're doing uh, since our season has kind of been derailed by everything that we're going through here in the world with COVID-19 pandemic and everything. So you got to get creative. And uh, I'm really excited. I've got some conversations coming up with some really cool folks that are a part of the Spring Forward community. They may not necessarily have a brick and mortar business within the community uh, like we typically feature, um, but they're investing either by raising families here, investing financially in the revitalization efforts in the boroughs uh, and uh, at large in the Spring Forward community. So I'm excited to share these conversations with you. My first guest uh, is my friend who I met a couple of years ago at the Spring Forward area Rotary Visitors Luncheon. That's uh, right. This is Gary Brown. So Gary, welcome to the podcast. Really appreciate you joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I, I, this is a, a really cool opportunity. Um, I'm a big fan of Discover Spring Forward and big fan of the businesses that you've been able to highlight. And um, you know, really fortunate to be here on this episode. And let's talk about Spring City and Rory's Ford. It's yeah, Spring for Forward. Sure. It's good stuff. Yeah, man. I know you're you're as excited about the community as I oh, am, yeah. and I'm I've really been uh, excited to talk to people who have share that passion. So why don't you let people know a little bit about your personal story, uh, your upbringing and stuff, and uh, we can talk about uh, how that led you to where you are now. For sure, um, I'm not unlike most uh, people my age that grew up in Chester County. A little bit of a upper middle class uh, upbringing, and I've been Chester County born and bred. I went down to school at the uh, University of South Carolina. Then uh, I was a boomerang and, and came back up here. Um, I studied sport and entertainment management down there. Oh, really? Um, which I joke, it was like I got a degree in watching Sports Center. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I got to use it a little bit and it taught me a lot about uh, marketing and, and things like that and, and putting butts in seats. Right. And uh, I translated that into a sales career. And right now uh, I work with uh, – real estate investors and distressed property owners. And I'm, I'm okay. more of a, a matchmaker and uh, I put the deals together and, and make sure that uh, the people that need help, that have problems, those problems get solved. And the people what, that want to put people to work, they're able to put people to work and, and put food on the table for, for people that work with their hands. Um, my wife and I, we, we wanted to live in spring city because we lived in, in Phoenixville for two years. And as they are, I mean, Phoenixville, that's that's the hot yeah, spot, right? right? Uh, but you know, just affordability and, and school district, Spring City, Royers Ford was just way more attractive. So sure. uh, we were able to, to get a borough house, a, a nice Victorian with a, a lot of space and a nice size yard. And, uh, you know, we're, we're living here for almost two years now. And that's kind of the same time that, that we went uh, and met each other at the, yeah. the Spring Ford Rotary event. Uh, and the mayor sat at our table. Yeah, right. <laughs> mayor Jenna. <laughs> Like, you know, you go to one thing and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm right. sitting at the, the table with the mayor. That's great. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny because, yeah, we moved here May 2017, mm. so not not really any further along than you guys. Um, and I came from the Lansdale area, so way okay. further out. Um, yeah. It was not, Royers Ford, my re- frame of reference for this area was when I, I at one time, I ha- I've had many jobs uh, in my life. Um, one time I was working for an automotive shop as the, a gopher, uh, and then they trained me on the tow truck uh, and kept paying me as a gopher, but I was a tow truck driver. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember one of the things we serviced was um, they did a lot of fleet 
maintenance, like uh, okay. security companies that had fleet uh, vans and stuff like that. So we, we would go to the same places to pick up the vehicles over and over again. And one of the places was the Royers Ford post office. Um, and I remember driving, it was, this was in like Jenkintown area. If you're familiar with okay. that area, yeah. driving out to Royers Ford from Jenkintown, it felt like I was like leaving the state. It was so far. I know. And uh, so that was the first time I'd ever heard of Royers Ford. Um, and, really hadn't really done much. And then in 20, I want to say 2016, um, maybe early 2017, I helped uh, folks actually buy a home in Spring City Borough that had been completely renovated. Yeah. And I drove through Spring City over the bridge into Royers Ford. And I was like, this is like exactly what I want. Like I want to be mm-hmm. in a place where it feels like small town America for sure. But it's also something I can invest in and start to help with the revitalization efforts to get it back to like that Main Street USA kind of vibe. And uh, so, yeah, it's cool. It's kind of a very similar story from what you just shared. Absolutely. And in the time that, that you and I have, have lived in this area, I mean, the downtown in Roargeford, it's just it's gotten a facelift. Yeah. It's gotten new businesses coming in. Uh, money is flowing through. There's there's a bunch of new projects that are coming up along the river there. It's really awesome. And and that small town America, a, a really Americana combined with you go up Second Avenue a little bit, you can go and get some farm fresh produce yeah, right. and, and all that. It's like, what more could you ask for? It's, a, it's a really <laughs> a, a great place to live. Yeah. Um, familiar with uh, Lansdale because my wife and I, we lived in Hatfield for oh, cool. a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so it, and she went to North Penn. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, my wife teaches uh, at a private school in the North Penn School District. So okay. uh, she still drives to Lansdale. Well, she did before they closed the schools down. But um, <laughs> she's, yeah, so she's got a commute. I have a commute as well because I drive out to Strasburg because um, I perform at Sight and Sound Theaters uh, in the Lancaster County. So um, we yeah. both have commutes. So we're kind of almost in the middle. Mine's a little bit further than hers, but... Uh, one of the reasons we strategically picked Royers Ford was because if I was to hopefully get the job at Sight and Sound, it was a doable commute. It's an hour. So um, most people have a long commute and it's a job they don't necessarily like. So uh, I, the fact that I, I enjoy my the work that I do, I'm very fortunate to be able to, to do that once we get back to doing it, obviously. Um, Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, you said sports entertainment. What did you kind of initially, outside of just enjoying sports, but like what was uh, some of the, initial aspirations that you had uh with that degree anyone that's talked to me for more than 15 minutes knows that i'm a huge wwe and and, and pro wrestling fan (laughs) right and (laughs) so i I went down there to to really try and get my foot in the door there and i was i worked backstage at probably 10 maybe 12 uh wwe live events those were smackdowns pay-per-views things like that uh for the arenas i worked for the basketball arena down there in columbia south carolina and then global spectrum which was a division of comcast spectacore uh they also own the wells fargo center or run that building right so i was able to boomerang and come back home and then i was working at uh that building as building services manager, just really kind of uh, the managing the cleaning crew that would come okay. in before and after events. And so from there, uh, just transitioned it into a, a sales career, more income opportunities and sure. better use of my skills and, and things like that. Um, but it, I mean, anyone that's talked to me for more than 15 minutes, it, it, I could go for hours on, on <laughs> pro wrestling. But. That's funny because I actually... <laughs> I've kind of gone, come through a renaissance with pro wrestling. It's kind of a oh, really? side story. Yeah, like... 
I grew up like a lot of kids. I feel like we're probably pretty close in age. I'm 36. Um, yeah, I'm about to turn 30 at the end of this month. Okay, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit older than you, but <laughs> but in that you you kind of probably grew up during the Attitude Era more so, I would imagine. Yeah, so I came uh I came of age watching you know the what they call the golden age of wrestling, which was like Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Uh, yeah, the first initial Undertaker, like all of that era, Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart. So I had like a sweet spot for that. I used to, my dad, my parents were divorced, but one of the things that my dad and my brothers and I would do is he would buy the pay-per-views and record them and we would watch them together when we got together. Uh, and so that was a cool thing. And I kind of have always had like a nostalgic thing about that era of wrestling. So I started listening to podcasts about that era. Um, yeah. Something to wrestle with Bruce Bruce Pritchard is like weekly mm-hmm. listening for me because they talk about wrestlers that I'm familiar with and I wasn't really familiar yeah. with the current brand at all. Uh, but because of that, and because of this down, you know, this downtime that we all kind of have uh, for for me, especially as a performer, I don't have a job right now. But um, the uh, I I took advantage of the free trial of WWE or the first free month, I should say, of the mm-hmm. WWE Network, and my kids who are twelve and nine, they're boys. Uh, I introduced them to some of those pay-per-views that I watched as a kid, like SummerSlam 91 and WrestleMania 7 and all that. And they're, they're getting into it. So I'm kind okay. of, uh, I'm, I'm training up the next generation of uh, pro wrestling <laughs> fans. And it's like totally by accident. Like I, I hadn't been involved in any type of wrestling entertainment in, I want to say, 25 years or something. Like I was completely, other than just knowing peripherally about Stone Cold, Steve Austin and all that stuff. Now I'm, I'm going to bed watching... The, the broken skull sessions on that <laughs> WWE network and stuff. It's pretty funny. But well, anyway. they designed the network for you Yeah. and uh, off air. I'll, I'll send you the login. So that you uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that that. That, yeah. that was like the, what I wanted to, to yeah. do initially. And then, um, you know, we, I'm listen, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. This is totally a job. Oh, okay. And you're, you're a great performer. So I, yeah. I understand that you, you work at the, uh, the sight and sound theater there. Yeah. And you mentioned that your wife uh, is at a religious school. Yeah. Uh, so faith is really important to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't, I'll, I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. And I want you to tell me, how, can, how are you managing to keep up your faith and really bring your family together during a time like this when you need to be family focused, mm-hmm. whether you want to or not? Yeah. And how do you, how do you make sure that, that they stay grounded in your faith? Um, one of the things that we're doing, we're still connected with our church uh, in terms of online services and things like that. Um, I write a lot. I, I, um, and I, I have outside of this venture, Discover Springford, et cetera, I have other outlets um, that I don't really cross pollinate too much um, just because I think they're different arenas. Um, okay. But I, I have a, uh, uh, a faith-based blog, a faith-based podcast, things like that, that I, I kind of have been keeping going in the background. And that's kind of been where I personally have felt like that create, I can still be creative as a performer, um, but kind of immersing myself in my faith to keep me sane, I guess. Um, so that's what we've been doing. And I've, you know, we focused, I've, it's been awesome because I've obviously spent more time because the life of a performer, you're out, at night most of the time. So um, the schedule can be difficult because we're doing, <clears throat> when I when I have a normal work week at Sight and Sound, I work Tuesday through Saturday. Um, and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'm out and I don't get home till 11 o'clock at night. So okay. um, I leave at two or like one o'clock in the afternoon. 
So my kids are at school when I leave. Um, and then I come home and they're asleep. So like, that's difficult. So I've, it's actually been really, this has been a, a really cool, as much as they're annoying me and bouncing off the walls, uh, <laughs> because that's just what it's like to be a parent of 12 and nine year old boys when they're cooped up inside. But um, it's been, I've spent, I've been able to spend more time with them over this last five weeks or so than I probably had in six months. Um, so that, I think that just me being here all the time is kind of like a nice steadying presence for them. Uh, I can't speak for them, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of one of the things that I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for just information. So like a lot of people, they kind of shut things off because they don't want to hear about it or panic or have fear. The way I combat my fear and anxiety is by learning as much about something as I can so I can look at it in a practical a practical way. And that's the same thing with my faith is that I tend to dig really deep and really study lots of things and, and think through things. And, and then I write my thoughts out because that's the way I process what I believe is I have to kind of put it down on paper. And it helps me to almost like argue with myself in a way, like, because I'll like, pose an argument and then I have to respond to that argument by writing and stuff. So okay. that's kind of a long winded answer, but no, that that's type exactly, of stuff, yeah. that's exactly what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Um, only selfishly because yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're looking at bringing in uh, a, a newborn here in yeah, July. I mean, who would have guessed that, that this would have happened and, right. and you know, crazy things are happening at hospitals right now, but I'm hopeful that everything will blow over by then. But yeah, Faith is extremely important um, for me. Uh, I, I'm, I grew up Jewish, and, and, I'm, okay. and I'm Jewish. We, we're celebrating Passover currently. Right. Um, but I know that a lot of folks have now – this has been a resurgence in, in people's sure. faith because mm-hmm. you have to have some sort of guidelines or, or moral compass, if you will, to guide you through the mental – toughness that you need to be locked up with your family with uh, a 12 and nine year old or a newborn or, or something like that. You have to have that mental toughness to be able to get through that. Uh, I mean, just Erica and I, you know, it's just us now, but I I can tell that, that from the other new dads and dads to be that I'm talking to, you know, it's really tough. And you know, they, they gotta, they gotta make sure that they have their routines and they gotta be really centered all the time because they have to be a strong force in their home. And, and that uh, masculinity is, is extremely important when, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're all tied together. Um, So I I know that uh, you mentioned that you're, that you're with your church. Are you at a church? within the Springford area? I'm not actually, we attend a church in Chester Springs. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Calvary Chapel, Chester Springs is where I go. Um, I grew up in the, in Philadelphia. That's a big one. Yeah. So That's I grew up in one. Philadelphia and I grew up at the Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia, which is a huge church. Um, okay. So they have a lot of affiliates and I, for a while we actually attended the church that my wife teaches. It's a church in school. It's Calvary Baptist in Lansdale. And uh, we attended that church for three years. And then we, uh, just recently, I would say like May of last year, we switched um, just because life, you know, I started working at Sight and Sound and we're heading out more that way. And it just seemed to kind of fit and it was a good time for us to make a switch. So that's where we go. Um, and yeah, what you said too is important because I, I grew up in a single parent home. So um, I still had a relationship with my dad, as I had mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, through wrestling was one of the things we actually, that and the Eagles. Um, All right, and uh, and and the Beatles, which uh, you can see by me, I'm a big that. Beatles fan. Yeah. So, uh, those three things, and my dad's a bit, was a musician, and 
that's kind of where I follow in those footsteps. My mom was a, an actress, so I followed in her footsteps in that way. Um, so it, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I hope that I'm doing a good job, uh, being here, but I also know that there's, there's stuff that I can work on to, to be more present for my kids. Cause I tend to be very analytical and just to kind of get lost in the sauce in my head. <laughs> um, so what my- I can tell just by you saying that, what I can tell is that if you're actively thinking about how much better you want to be, mm-hmm. you're, you're already on the right track. And those are the types of things that I see in with the people that I deal with on a day to day basis. These people have big problems in their life right. and they don't know how to solve them. So I'm, I, I don't, I'm not gassing myself up, but I know how to yeah. read people pretty well. And if, if, their focus in any form or fashion on, on making their situation better with either their family or uh, their, their life goals in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know what they're about and you should feel confident that knowing that if you're already thinking that way, you're on the right track. Uh, that's cool. Thank you. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about what you do uh, now and okay. um, just kind of let people know, uh, you know, and then you can also let them know, uh, how to access information on it. If it's something that you, if what you're doing is something that people that come across this episode could really benefit from, you can also sure. let them know how, how to get in touch with you that way. Well, I can tell you that the, the, my DMS are open. So yeah. if you want to get in touch, if, if you, Slide hear into what the I have to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, uh, if anything that I say throughout this um, resonates with you, I will, not shy away from having a conversation with you and exchanging with you. Um, the people that I work with, uh, I, I, t- I mentioned this uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm a matchmaker between real estate investors and distressed property owners. So we're going to be in, get, heading into a time and I don't have a crystal ball and I'm not right. uh, a soothsayer, but I can, I, I know how people are thinking right now. We're going to be entering into a time where there's going to be some big problems in people's families. People haven't been working. People haven't been getting any paychecks. Unemployment hasn't come yet. People are going to be racking up some debt, whether that's good or bad debt. So inherently, those are going to create some issues. I'm a creative problem solver with regards to getting you money for to, to solve those problems. Most of the time, that happens through the sale of your real estate that you, that you own. So I've been, I've helped people uh, in Delaware County and Chester County in Philadelphia, Oklahoma, New Jersey, and uh, a couple other places. And the most common thing is that they have a property that either is in far disrepair that a, a real estate agent or a realtor like yourself, it's just, it's not worth taking pictures of and running a whole bunch of people through. Because, uh, you know, they, the, the German word is like schadenfreude, or a little <laughs> bit embarrassed of it. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it, those are the types of properties that I work with. I work yeah. with pretty houses, too. Uh, there's also creative solutions for that. It, I also create retirement solutions for, for people that do have pretty houses that uh, are looking at it and saying, well, the, the money that I owe on my mortgage mm-hmm. isn't necessarily what I can sell it for right now. But and renting a property out doesn't make sense to me because I never wanted to be a landlord and I know what tenants do to properties. Right. Uh, 
I work with, uh, with real estate investors, property management companies, uh, contractors, those types of people to create those creative solutions so that those problems can get solved and those uh, issues can be addressed. So th those are the the types of people that I, I don't want to describe anybody's personal situation. Sure. I don't think this, this would be the, the right format for sure. it. No, that's fine. But uh, if, if anything that I'm saying is resonating with you and you feel like you have problems like that and want to just have a chat to see if I might be able to help you, that's cool. If not, then you can just say, Hey, thanks for talking about wrestling and, and uh, <laughs> Jeff's face. <laughs> I never thought those two things would converge, but um, <laughs> I do know that a lot of uh, old pro wrestlers have, have turned to faith uh, after living Absolutely. a very hard lifestyle on the road and, of women and booze and drugs and all that <laughs> stuff. So they kind of hit rock bottom, no pun intended, and they, well, they turned to God. So that's, that's, we'll take it. You know. <laughs> what, well, I'll tell you this. What wrestler wouldn't want to go up in front of a crowd and cut a promo for two hours? That's right. <laughs> Right? Yeah, it's true. I mean, absolutely if, true. If if a preacher or a pastor, or a father, or a rabbi, whoever, isn't cutting a promo for two hours, then I don't know what that is, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's really funny, actually. Um, when you uh, what what I'll do, like I do with the Discover Springford episodes, is I'll include. Uh, any contact information that's relevant, your email address, whatever phone number below, if anybody wants to get in touch with you. Um, that way people can get... And then if you have you know, social media that you want people to follow you on or whatever, we can include that as well. Because I think that would be... Facebook a is, nice, the, is the best way to, to yeah. reach me. And uh, the public videos that I have, um, when you go to my uh, profile page and you aren't my friend yet, yeah. the public videos that come up really explain you know, what I'm doing. Okay. In, in a more personal note. So uh, you can take a look at that. Cool. That sounds great. So uh, I really appreciate you sharing your heart too, man. I, I know you never know like how comfortable people are going to be uh, exposing like who they are, uh, whether it's, you know, religion or, you know, the things that they tell you not to talk about. I, I don't follow that rule. So I really appreciate you being candid and opening up. Um, I will ask you just to kind of turn the tables again. Like, sure. you know, obviously we're entering, like you had mentioned that, you know, you're, you're entering an unknown, which is becoming a father. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the role of being the, you know, the, the father, the husband, you know, the spiritual head as it were. Um, right. and then we're kind of obviously coming through this time that is unprecedented for us. For sure. What are, you know, are there any, any things that you're doing, uh, or anxieties that you're kind of working through as you get ready to take this next step or this next chapter of your life? Well, if I could cut, a little bit of a promo to sure. kind of beef up everyone else here. Yeah. Uh, we can look at this time uh, a couple different ways. The, the first way would be exactly how our elected leaders and our media wants us to look at it. And that's to sit in our rooms, suck our thumbs and wait for the sky to fall. Right. Quite frankly, that's not going to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. The human race has been through much, much worse and there will be much, much worse to come. Uh, in the future that will be far long gone before that happens. Um, what you can do right now is you need to go on YouTube and you need to learn a skill mm -hmm. to make yourself more valuable. If, if you are the, if you're a guy that, or a gal that says, uh, you know, I, I've always wanted to start that business. I've always wanted to, to do something. This is the time to do it because you have more free time than you'll ever have <laughs> yeah. most likely for the rest of your life. 
And if you can use this time wisely to make yourself a desired employee, or if you can create yourself as a niche problem solver, you're going to have an income for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And if you take that mental attitude and put it towards that, even when we're out of this experience, then you're not going to be relying on government to send you $1,200 or $2,400 for, I I don't know. I don't know about anyone else, but that's only going to be a a short term stopgap. So you can't rely on that or you can't rely on unemployment because you're still getting taxed on that. So if you're, and the people that I, that I admire the most are the people that are still out there hustling and still out there trying to get their businesses going. The, the, the true entrepreneurs out there that are still risking it, even if there is uh, you know, a mandated shutdown, I'm not advocating for people to break the law or, yeah. or anything like that, but it, the real estate contractors that I know that are now, they had crews, but now they're doing the work themselves. Yeah. Those are the guys that, that know that they had been supporting three, four or five families off of the, the, the investment that they took. And now those, they got to figure out a way to have that when we return back. So I know that you've talked to uh, political leaders in our area and uh, it it seems like they all want to have the the same message and it's not the same message that I'm saying right now. So (laughs) if that, if that creates a little bit of heat for me, uh, I don't care. I've been booed out of rooms. It's all right. Uh, (laughs) So I'd say that uh, if you own a business on Main Street, uh, whether that's in in Royersford or in in Spring City, if you own a business, brick and mortar business, um, I'm rooting for you. The rest of the Springford area is going to support you when you open your doors again, because we know that it's it's these bigger companies that can take this and they've gotten bailed out. We're going to support you because you need it the most. You're the ones employing the most local people. You're the ones that are the heart and soul of this thing. I mean, we up there, I feel so bad for, uh, I I don't know if I should, but I I feel so bad for the downtown because they were set to open for this spring. They were going to be rocking and rolling, making the upper side of, of, of main street really hopping. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's a little delayed, yeah. I think, <laughs> Yeah. but, um, no, I appreciate that, man. I think mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more with what you had to say because that's kind of how I'm looking at this time because technically I have, you know, an intent to return, you know, once the theater's allowed to open back up, sure. I have a job waiting for me. So I know there are a lot of people that don't have that, that yeah. comfort level. Um, but I also know that like the theaters might be the last thing to reopen because of the the amount of people packed into a space. So exactly. one of the things I've wanted to do was let's all those things that I had been thinking about doing when I had the time, that's what I'm, I'm that's what I'm doing now is like, I had yeah. so many like unfinished product projects that one by one, I'm just, you know, I, and one of the things I did uh, just to kind of give myself a plug, I guess I can, cause it's my platform. Um, <laughs> it's your, it's your podcast. <laughs> for being a guy who puts himself out there. I really, I'm uncomfortable putting myself out there. It's funny. Everybody oh, thinks man. I have like this like big ego and I'm like, Oh, it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you just kind of, it's my way of overcoming my, my lack of ego is by putting myself out there. But um, okay. the one thing I did when I, cause I, I had a job in a, 
cubicle for years. And I mentioned before I had many I jobs. That's like, too, yeah. yeah. And I worked in banking for a number of years and, mm-hmm. um, I, I appeared on Matt Kubler's podcast, two dates and a dash. You can refer back to it. It's on my, my Jeffrey Desiato Facebook page. It's over an hour of me talking about my life. So I won't bore everybody with this here. But what I will say is that I decided after I, shortly after I turned 30, I realized I had like a pre pre midlife crisis. And I, I realized that I had kids and a wife and I was as much as I was happy to have them. I realized that I wasn't the best version that I could be of myself for them because I was so miserable with what I was spending, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week of what I was doing at my job. Uh, So when I would get home, there was nothing to offer my family because I was just so drained and I just was despairing of what that, you know, what is this the rest of my life? Am I going to be in this cubicle for 50 more years and retire and all that? So I took a leap and I, I got my real estate license. I started doing real estate in the hopes of starting to make it as a performer. So with the benefit of hindsight, I can see that it was worth it. Obviously, as we went through some of those really difficult times and we're robbing for Peter to pay Paul and thankfully my wife was working. That's what allowed us the opportunity to even fathom something like this. But all that to say, I put together a resource called Jumpstart and it's a video series that I did. It's free. Um, but I feel like this time now is actually really helpful because it's, it's basically like 12 chapters of things that I did uh, while I was still trying to work on my business, my real estate business, but I was preparing myself um, for the next thing, whatever that was. So it's, it's called Jumpstart Your Life and it's identifying your leap and overcoming the fear of taking it is the subtitle for it. So it's basically wow. just, it's talking about, you know, using your you know, discovering how your, your troubled past can actually benefit your future, things like that. Like it's, it's a very kind of yeah. just like mental hurdles to overcome and things like that. So anyway, I think it might be helpful for people who may be sitting around not knowing what's, what's around the corner for them because of this pandemic. Uh, so I encourage you, if you go to jeffreydesiato.com slash jumpstart, you can find it and then you just sign up uh, and you'll get weekly emails for 12 weeks. And it's just a video that you watch of me talking. So, uh, Anyway, that's my, that's my plug. But I, it, I felt like it kind of what you had said about watching YouTube videos and stuff and just improving yourself, sure. working on yourself, I think. And it's, it's coming from somebody who is like in the process of doing it. It's, it isn't coming from someone who said, I did this now, you can do it too. It's more like, hey, let's do this together because that's good. That's the community aspect that I love about the Springford area and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, what's... Um... I know you've talked to every restaurant here, so I was going to ask you, what's your favorite, what's the first restaurant that you want to go back to once we're allowed outside mm. of our houses? I could get a lot of heat <laughs> if I answer <laughs> one. One thing that I, I've really, it's been incredible to watch on social media because I, I follow every business basically, yeah. um, or I try to um, on, on social media and to see them overwhelmed by the support that they're getting during this time is really encouraging because you know, you're seeing yeah. them, and they're being creative on the fly, trying to figure out you know, businesses that were just walk-up, cash-only businesses, mm-hmm. no real social media presence. They've had to adapt, and it's actually really worked well for them. And now that you know, it's, it's opening avenues that I think once they reopen, they continue. Now they have another source of business. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's, that's the encouraging thing, I think, is that it's forcing people to adapt. But then it's another tool in their arsenal once everything kind of starts to go back to normal. Um, okay. So anyway, that was my, my workaround, but I've been support. I, we've, we've done takeout from Giovanni's. We've done takeout from Anna Marie's. We're yeah. planning this weekend. We're actually planning on trying Birdie's Kitchen for the first time, which is the new business in Spring City. 
the wings. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard they're awesome. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he's, you know, he's a, he's a great guy. He's always posting yeah. videos talking about how overwhelmed he is by the support. And he's yeah. somebody I feel so bad for because it was in the works. And then as soon as he opens his doors, all of this stuff happens. So I he's, know. He's never I actually know. really been open for business. It seems it's yeah. been all takeout business, but man, it's great to see the community come around people like that and support them. So I really, there's a place in Limerick called El Limon. Um, okay. And it's, so, and there's Frida's also Mexican grill in, in, and I'm just a huge Mexican fan and it's like authentic. Like everybody that works there is of the right nationality to bake great, great, authentic Mexican food. Um, okay. There's one in Concha Hawk in the Elamon. There's one in Ambler and they opened one. As soon as we moved here, I was like, Oh, there's no real good like Mexican places. And then as soon as we moved here, they opened an Elamon. It was my favorite Mexican restaurant in Limerick. So I'm excited to go back there. Um, I'm excited to go for the new, uh, there's a, a new ice cream shop going in once everything yeah, ends. Handles? Handles of uh, Royer's Ford is, is going to be. Is that what it is? It's yeah. Handles? They're going to be occupying the former Nelson's ice cream store. So yep. I'm really excited to see some of those things start to happen. And uh, so I don't know, man. To, to answer what I want. You don't I have say, to. Yeah, you don't have say, to just, just do the politician answer. Just No, no I will say Elamon. <laughs> I will say it. No offense okay. to anybody else, but because my, my food uh, – my my cuisine of choice is Mexican, and I think they're the best Mexican in the area. So, I, I will say that. <laughs> okay. How about you? Cool. Well, you know, I uh, we're this is the town. Or these are the towns for the breakfast spots. Oh, of course, unbelievable. Um, and every time we go into Main Street, uh, you know, it's like everybody knows your name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it, it just feels like family in there, and right. uh, I know that they've been hit pretty hard because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if they're even doing. That. I yeah, think they I tried it for a little are. bit, but yeah. uh, so that that's going to be the spot that, that we're going to yeah. make sure if we have um, dollars to spend on on anything, we're we're going to put it with them. Not to slight Anna Marie's or no, or, yeah, or, uh, Brood Awakener or anything like that, because those those places are fantastic in their own right. Um, but that that's going to be the place that we go to. Yeah, man, I get the Ram combo every time I go there. So yeah. <laughs> I love I love uh, cream chip beef. So yeah. if I can get all my favorite breakfast things and cream chip beef on top of it, it's that's pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Very so. cool. Very cool. Well, um, Gary, man, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else uh, you'd like to share as we wrap up? This has been For a fun sure. conversation. If you are at home. I don't know when this is going to be put out, but I'm just going to open it up. If you're at home and you are looking for a skill, talk to me. I am a coach as well uh, for a little bit of sales coaching, and I can teach you to do exactly what I'm doing, being a creative problem solver. So if And this would be totally free for anyone that lives in the Springford area. I wouldn't oh, charge wow, you anything. Awesome. Um, so if, if you want to learn a skill and if you want to do something that is real estate related, you know, come talk to me, I'll help you achieve your goals. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for that offer too. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure everybody in this community will, um, will appreciate it as well. And I, one thing I forgot to share actually is that I highly recommend talking to somebody about this because we were in a situation, the very first home we bought was a condo in 2000, December, 2006, we bought it and the property is still, still. If you go on the Zillow estimate, obviously that's not accurate. But even if yeah. you com- you comp out the properties, it's still not worth 14 years later what it was what we paid for it. So I actually we were reluctant 
uh, investors, I guess, because we lived there for five years and then it was too small for our family. Uh, mm-hmm. 750 square feet for two kids and everything. So we rented it out for um, how many years? Six or seven years. And I hated being a landlord. It's just not my, it's not my style. So uh, we actually... Uh, I think it might maybe a mutual friend of ours, Larry Steinhaus. I don't know if you know him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he, uh, he, I, we, he and I go way back and he actually helped me unload that property. Um, Good. Uh, because it was a kind of similar situation. Like we couldn't, we couldn't charge enough rent to pay the pay for the mortgage and everything. It was just, it was a mess. So I'm so glad it was such an albatross. So to have somebody who is an expert in that field, uh, you know, be able to take that off our hands, I highly recommend that service. So please get in touch with Gary because uh, yep. that's what he's passionate about, as you can see. So, and if you just want to talk about WWE, he's passionate about yeah, that, that too. Right. <laughs> DMs cool. are open. That's right. <laughs> uh, just if it's in July, I say I would say wait wait a little bit, just because he's going to be yeah. sleepless nights. I'm sure <laughs> with his new yeah. day. Do you guys know what you're having? Or are you going to be surprised? Nah, it's going to be total surprise. That's man. awesome. That's what we did too. I know that's kind of not the typical thing anymore. It's old fashioned, but that's what we did. We Dang. didn't know. And I, I actually, if I can make a recommendation, I don't know. Um, one of the things we did with our second child, cause we didn't know what we were having, but we had a name picked out for a boy and a girl. So we told okay. the doctor, my wife had a planned C-section cause the first one was an emergency C-section. Mm. So we told the doctor what the names were. So when she pulled the baby out, not to be graphic, um, she said, here's Leland. And that was my son. So like, that was how we found out what we were having, that's uh, cute. was her saying like his that. name. So I don't know. That's a recommendation for anybody who's going to be surprised. Uh, okay. If you want to let the doctor know, if you if you do have names picked out in advance, um, the first one we've kind of had a panic moment where we realized, wait, this is going to be their name for the rest of their life. So for like for the first like thirty six hours of our first son's born, he was Boy Desiato. So <laughs> he, huh. didn't, he didn't have an official name in the hospital for like thirty six hours because we were like panicking. But we went with the name that we had picked, which is Jesse. So it's all yeah. good. But anyway, Gary, thank you so much for indulging me. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it, man. This was fun, and uh, yeah. hopefully, when all of this. Um, when all of this ends and we can get back out, you know, we can get together for a drink or something. I think it'd be for a lot sure. Fun. We'll hit up tuned up right down there on main street. That's right. Yeah. Clint and I actually, I'm gonna, I might be, well, I was actually supposed to perform there before all of this happened. Uh, so I, hopefully that'll continue once everything reopens back. So definitely. Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys Absolutely. for, for listening, watching, uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on any podcast app. It's going to be in the normal discover spring forward podcast feed so you don't have to subscribe to anything else uh this will also be up on our youtube channel our facebook watch channel um, which is very easy to find it's just facebook.com slash watch slash discover spring forward and you can subscribe to all the new content that we're putting out and uh make sure you visit the links uh get in touch with gary if there's anything he can do for you i'm sure he'd be happy to as he said and uh until next time i can't say the normal out which is get out there and discover because you can't do that right now but once I would say get online and discover all of the great things that the Springport area has to offer. Great places to live, work, eat, and explore. Let's get through this together.